Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. So you you mentioned earlier that you, um, as a family, RV and unschool. What Mm -hmm. is unschooling? Unschooling is... um, First, I will say that there are a lot of different labels for alternative education. And most people know what homeschooling means. Well, at this point, homeschooling is about like saying, um, I use the religious reference for this a lot of times. Homeschooling is about like saying, I'm a Christian. Okay, great. That really doesn't tell me everything. You know, is that I'm a Christian, meaning I'm Southern Baptist and I live and breathe the church and I'm there, you know, Monday through Sunday. Or is this, I go to mass for Easter once a year and they have no clue who I am otherwise. And so it's very broad. It's very much a unique journey for every person. And there's going to be different labels for it. So unschooling to its most extreme is, I would say it's a little bit more of that Waldorf style as opposed to the Montessori style, which a Waldorf style is very much about not even exposing kids to Um, to letters until they're seven or eight years old. Um, It's very focused on art and creativity and fostering that imagination and creativity. So with unschooling, um, there's no curriculum. There are no testing. There's no testing. There's no grade um, or anything like that. It's completely child-led. There are radical unschoolers that go to the extreme of this where there are no rules and the kids make all of the rules and they do um, whatever they want. <laughs> and um, and it can go to an extreme. Um, the way that we unschool in our family, it really boils down to, we ask the girls, where do you go to school? They say everywhere. Who's your teacher? They say everyone. And that is what we believe. We, I call it functional education. And we believe in a mind, body, soul approach to learning. It is not confined to a classroom. It is not confined to a grade. It is a constant, a constant opportunity that we have from the moment we are born until the moment that we die. And so we look for learning opportunities constantly with our kids. If that has to do with a curriculum, or something like that, they're more than welcome to do that, but that is not the primary goal. And we look for internal motivation. So what we do is we follow a desire of the kids and kind of see what all we can unfold from that. So we oftentimes will do things that are a little bit more unit study where maybe we'll go deep into learning. Like the most recent one was all about snakes and learned everything about snakes um, in the process of us getting one. You, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you muted us. Um, I, I really love that. Um, you, you're in, encouraging that love of learning at an early age. And that is one of my biggest fears is that my kids are going to lose that love of learning. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt and I have started homeschooling and I, I would say we're kind of a 
the term I'm hearing is eclectic. We do a little bit of structured and a little bit of unschooling. Right. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Um, so what made you figure out that unschooling was the right thing for your family? You know, it's a constantly moving thing that we have to assess. There are times we're more lax <laughs> with our schooling. And there are times where we kind of do need to rein in and pull a little structure in. We're, we're recognizing that right now with our children, that um, just because we have said at one point, you know, we end school doesn't mean that we're diehard. This is the only way to do it. And so, um, you know, we're looking at out school for some classes for the girls right now and look at some other options. Um, it, each kid is handling it differently. So for Clara, she was very, um, she is very, she will go super deep into research and learning. So for her, unschooling is pretty easy. It's basically, what are you going to learn about today? And she's like, oh, I've learned this and this. She just sent me a, a text uh, yesterday of all these crazy things about um, brains amazing animal brains, 13 fascinating neurological facts. So she just, she just goes and does it. And so for her, I can be pretty hands off. She's also almost 13 years old. Um, for my other kids, they're, they're socialites and it's more about playing than anything else. And so I've had to look for how I'm going to keep them motivated, how, um, how we can kind of incorporate learning and not just let's make silly faces on a you know, on a video, um, but let's do something that's more learning focused. Um, and so for, for them, we do add, there are times where we'll go through a spell where maybe we'll do more structure where we'll have a course that they'll go through, um, or something like that, or we'll give them a challenge or a project that they kind of push through to do, um, to kind of get them into that mindset. So I don't know, every, every kid is different. Every, uh, we go through seasons where we'll change and we'll reassess what's needed and what's not when we need to crack down and when we don't. And oftentimes uh, in our, our winter time tends to be our time that we get more structured because um, during the summer we are traveling out West and may not have a solid internet and are visiting with friends and family. And so this is our time where we tend to add in a bit more, but I will say that really what it, so my goal with the kids is not for them to know who the 15th president is and be able to recite all their multiplication tables. It is that they, they know how to find the answers and that they love learning. And if I have, if I have gotten those two things so that when my kids have done what they need for graduation, they know how to find the answers um, and that they still recognize that the growth mindset is a lifelong mindset that they will continue to have and they will continue to learn and grow, then I will see that as success in my homeschooling journey. Well, I absolutely love this. I love what you're hearing. And it's something that we've been trying to implement in different spots and, and stuff like that. There's somebody listening right now who's like, oh, wow, you know, I homeschool. We've got a structure, worksheets, yeah. stuff like that. That's kind of what we do. Especially when your kids are young, how do you implement this style of homeschooling, this unschooling, when you've got kids that are six and four and a year old? How do you start to implement those strategies? What are some things that you started when your kids were young? Well, 
when people ask me, when did you start unschooling? I say in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) It just is. I mean, you're living your life. That is it. When you are carrying your nine month old around and having a constant dialogue of I'm going to get the milk out of the refrigerator. Now I'm going to heat the milk up. When you put it in the microwave, you can heat it up the longer time that gets hotter and you just talk and you narrate your life and your day to your young children. That is teaching them. That is helping them to learn and to be immersed, fully immersed in this lifestyle. And what we're talking about is full immersion, right? When we want to learn a new language, we say full immersion is the best way. Go and live in that culture. Our kids get full immersion into what life is with us. And so they are, they're learning alongside us. And that really starts with it just being that, just inviting them to be in on life and explaining that. So when I have a kiddo that's sitting looking over my shoulder and I have bank statements up on my computer and I'm looking at our bank account, I'm letting them know, what are we doing? What am I doing? And why is this important? And what am I watching on here? Um, Or when we go to the grocery store, same thing. So really it's, there, there's two aspects of it. One of it is the fact that there's no parameter around it. It's not, I'm officially starting school on this day. For us, it's just always there. The other thing though, is that unschooling is so vastly different from the traditional model that you see, especially if we go to the other extreme of public school system, traditional model, core curriculum. Um, That is so vastly different that in order to do it, oftentimes, and what I I recommend for everybody is to go through a de-schooling process first. And what de-schooling means is stripping away every thought and preconceived notion and expectation and agenda and idea you had around school and letting go of all of that and recreating it with your family. And, um, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about, even with the family mission and kind of looking at what works for you and your family. You do the same thing when it comes to schooling. We're unique individuals. Our kids, not, not even all of our kids, but each individual child we have is going to need different things, is going to be motivated, motivated by different things. And so if you want to have a successful homeschool relationship, no matter how technical or you know how curriculum driven you are, or anything else. If you want to have a successful relationship, first and foremost, it's flat out just building that relationship with your children. Get to know your kid. Know how what shuts them down. Know what motivates them. Know what their interests are. Create a curiosity board and just explore and come to, come down instead of a vision board, do a curiosity board of things that they're curious about that then ends up becoming some ideas for where you can go with curriculum. All of those are a great, great foundation. You can start at a very young age with your kids just getting to know your child because then it's not so scary when you get to homeschooling because then you're like, oh, okay, well, I've got a kid that's absolutely obsessed with reptiles. Okay, here's, you know, these reptile alphabets and (laughs) alphabet things and there's this and all of a sudden you have kind of a basis and a foundation to meet them where they are, to find something they're already internally motivated by and then follow that passion in a way that is educational and can open all kinds of doors for them to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that um, kind of just flows right into my next question. I wanted you to talk a little bit more about the different learning styles that we might see, especially 
in our uh -huh. kids at home. Um, uh -huh. I have three kids and they, my baby is still kind of iffy, but the older two, they are complete opposites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and still trying to figure that out sometimes. It, man, and it definitely, it changes on, um, you know, with one of my kids, she is very driven like I am. And I know that for her, she needs a challenge. For another one of my kids, she is very much a socialite and she loves to do things with people. Mm -hmm. So if I go to my, my socialite and I say, you know, do this work, you know, I need you to, to write an essay, she's going to balk mm -hmm. and procrastinate and not want to do anything about it. I can do the same thing for my younger child um, and she's going to balk and then I go, I bet you can't. Done. She's going to do it <laughs> because I know her driving force is a challenge. Mm -hmm. If I challenge her and if I challenge her skills, she's going to prove me wrong. <laughs> and I've used that as a positive in our, in our, it's not me, you know, knocking her down all the time, but we'll create challenges where it's kind of these mini challenges that we'll kind of address. Um, but for my middle one, I know that if I really want her to grasp the concept, the more fun I can make it, the better. So it may be that, you know, going outside and throwing a ball may be helpful. Or Nathan has done something with um, fruit. They love fruit fractions. <laughs> so he'll have a treat of fruit, but he cuts them. And as he cuts them, you know, they're talking about fractions. They're figuring out how to put it all together, back together, put an apple all back together as a whole, all of those different elements. And so it's hands-on, it's playful, it's interactive because that's what she needs. And then for my oldest, oftentimes it's more like, hey, here's five links. Check them out. Let me know what you get. And she's off and she goes with it because she loves the research and she loves the space with nobody hovering over her the space to just figure it out and do it on her own and then check in with me periodically. So kind of, yeah, I mean, looking at what things your children are, are naturally drawn toward and if they tend to be more introverted, you know, allowing them to have that space, if they tend to be more extroverted, being intentional about how can you foster that social side of them? How can you allow that to still be there when you homeschool. Maybe that is the child that does do some uh, some other extracurricular activity that gets them out and about with other kids, or you have consistent play dates, or do something where you do a you know an event, uh, some kind of class where you do it with a friend, um, where you have two kids and you teach them together or something like that. So, knowing the personality of your of your children definitely dictates. You know, how they're going to best receive it. And the more you can be in tune with their personality and with yours, the better you're going to, the less frustrated you're going to be in the process as well. That I love that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's so critical to read those different personalities. You cannot treat mm -hmm. any two kids the exact same way. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, that's something I've definitely experienced in our short time of parenting. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, what are some of your favorite resources when it comes to family marriage? And you can throw unschooling or uh, homeschooling in there if you would like. Oh man, favorite resources for it. Um, boy, I follow a lot of different things 
honestly, one of the big ones that, I mean, we love, you know, looking at TED Talks and getting a variety like that. We read different books together. And the books that we read often are growth aspects for our whole family or things that we're learning about together. Um, so sometimes it's just, I mean, it's regular, it's adult books, it's um, Netflix documentaries, um, things like that. We will listen to a variety of different podcasts at different times, Audible, um, listen to audiobooks on there. Um, and other than that, a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of our inspiration kind of comes more from the people that we're interacting with and the random ones that we get versus following one specific structure um, religiously. <laughs> I absolutely love that. There's so much awesomeness in the way that you have structured uh, your life and your structured family. or unstructured. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's fascinating on how when you let loose a little bit, things come together. Because mm -hmm. I can't, as somebody who knows you, I, I can't imagine your life any different because of letting go a little bit you guys are a lot closer you've got a strong personal connection with your husband I did a, a fatherhood summit and one of the awesome things that I loved about having you and your husband on is that you guys had a chance to brag on each other and it mm. came so natural it wasn't something where you had to stop and think and say oh you know you know he's he's not bad at doing the dishes it wasn't just a skin deep type of love but instead a passionate driven uh type of love closeness that you and your family have your kids were in the back seat of the car <laughs> during that interview that was that one of those wonderful internet connectivity days <laughs> <laughs> so as we finish out here before our listeners get a chance to figure out how to learn more about you i would love for you to take a, just a second and what is something that you admire about each member of your family? What is something that you love about mm -hmm. Nathan so much? Something that you love about each one of your individual kids? Oh, man. Nathan, um, yeah, you're right. This, this comes naturally, and it is something that is, again, going back to intentionality. It's choosing gratitude and choosing to make this forefront on a regular basis for our family. So <clears throat> for Nathan, Nathan's intuitiveness to kind of what I need at the time is amazing. He has a very good, he, he has, does, has a very good read on people and what, um, when enough is enough, when, uh, when they may be needing something or anything like that. And um, it has been, it's been amazing to kind of see that bloom, you know, when he was a successful real estate agent and how well he served his, his clients. I would ask him, you know, how much commission did you make? And he's like, it doesn't matter. I just found this family, their home and how well he served them. And now I am, I'm the recipient of so much from, from him just in the support that he does for our family and um, taking care of, uh, taking care of me in a way that is so amazing. Um, so it's been really cool to see him take, that service attitude and how he's applied it in our family and, and in, you know, developing his art with the kitchen and the things that he has created and the food that he's created and um, the way that he 
serves us so well in that way while fostering his own creativity and making sure he's not lost in it. Um, that has been, oh man, yeah, I could go on and on with all the things with Nathan, obviously. I love that. I love that he still makes time to do the things he wants to. So it's not just serving, but he serves, he, he serves from a full cup. So, um, so that's Nathan. As far as my girls are concerned, my daughter Clara is, has got a beautifully artistic eye and her visual, her understanding of, of detail and just the beauty of how everything works together is amazing. And it's something that is not my natural trait at all. So I, um, I'm definitely, I admire and I respect her love of detail and just the, the wisdom and the beauty that I have learned from her uh, just in seeing what all she does. And then my middle daughter, Ellie, is my socialite to the extreme. And her like flat out acceptance and love of people is a beautiful thing seeing how quick she is to open up and to kind of she brings people's guard down pretty quickly with her ability to just reach out and connect with people so that has been very cool to just um to see how she helps to kind of take people's guards down just in her own um in her own way of complimenting them kind of throwing them off and uh, she compliments them and they they open up and then they talk with her. So that's really cool. And then Juliet is my little spitfire. She is flat out my mini me, same personality as me, very strong personality. And I absolutely love having deep conversations with that girl. She is my deep thinker and it is, you know, what is the meaning of life and the things that she says will blow me away at seven years old and it's uh, if I could have a recorder just to record all my Juliet conversations it would be incredible <laughs> we could all learn some pretty amazing things from Miss Juliet <laughs> and, and one of your girls wrote a children's book is that right Clara, Clara? yes yes Clara wrote and she published or she wrote and co-wrote and illustrated so she did all the illustration and then she wrote the book with my mother when she was eight years old. Mm -hmm. They did this book together and published What If It Were Possible. My girls love that book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. It's a fun, easy one to memorize. Too. Yes, yes. They, they, we just about have it memorized. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Um, how can our listeners learn more about you? Best thing is to go to mamasaysnamaste.com, and that's M-A-M-A -A says, and then namaste, N-A-M-A-S-T-E. And um, I actually have a new download that shows up on the homepage when you first come that really fits in well for just as much as I have referenced about personality styles. This is a, an, a quick little ebook called Success Secrets, and it's how to read and understand the people around you at work and at home. So it is a great way to get some insights into the different personality styles that you may be dealing with at home or even in your work environment, and um, learn a little bit more about the personalities and, of course, about what I do as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Man, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast interview. You have been awesome and giving us some great tips, trips, and value.
Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.